evening, good evening guys, good evening, uh, or good morning, depends on your occasion. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Insights into News Podcast. I am Ori Sabushima, your gracious host. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, it's been a while, guys. It's been live and I record in a new segment, but, you know, here I am. I'm back, so... Uh, so today, um, I'll be giving you the list of the books that were authored in 2019. Uh, so I was supposed to give you the list last year, but, you know, I kept having, you know, things, um, really preventing me to do that, uh, my health, um, uh, and also the timing, uh, so yeah. So a lot of things really did transpire in twenty nineteen, but you know here we are in twenty twenty, and also uh, decided to add you know uh, to you know throw in there some uh, books that were authored in twenty twenty you know just to balance you know the list since we're halfway of the year of twenty twenty. So. Uh, the list it's about 10 uh, let me see I think it's about 10 books 10 or 11 let me just make sure uh, uh, I believe I'm just scrolling my cell phone because I'm using uh, an iPad uh, to uh, check um, of, to check the numbers because I've written down uh, the number of the books that I'll be sharing with you guys. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, it's about like 10 or 11. Uh, let me just make sure. 9, 10. Yeah, it's 10 books. So, but before I proceed, before I begin, you know, sharing with you, uh, you guys, apologize. Uh, I'm just gonna take a short break with uh, a an instrumental music intro that made uh, my iPad. You know, just to you know make this segment uh, more um, uh, artistic. You know, uh, so yeah, uh, and I'll be back in approximately like you know, five minutes and 30 seconds. So, yeah, so stay tuned.
host of Subushimite or it's by A-U-R-Y Subushimite is S-A-B-U-S-H-I-M-I-K-E so the first book it's called Deathless Divide it was authored by Justina Erland it was published on February 4th, 2020. So, courtesy of Cincinnati Library. Uh, so, I'm going to read the short description of the book. Do sequel to the New York Times bestselling epic Dread Nation is an unforgettable journey of revenge and salvation across a divided America. After the fall of Summerland, Jen McNee hoped her life would get simple. Get out of town, stay alive, and head west to California to find her mother. But nothing is easy when you are a girl trained in pulling down to restless dead devastating loss on the road to a protected village called Nicodemus Nicodemus um, has Jen questioning everything she thought she knew about surviving in 1800s America what's more this safe heaven is now what it appears as Jen discovers when she sees familiar faces from Summerland amid this new society caught between mysteries and lies the undead and her own inner demons demons Jen soon finds herself on a dark path of blood and violence that threatens to consume her but she won't be in it alone Catherine Devorah never expected to be alive with Jen McNee, but after the hell she has endured, she knows friends are hard to come by, and that Jen needs her too, whether Jen wants to admit or not. Watching Jen's back, however, is more than she bargained for. When they both 
reach a breaking point, it's up to Catherine to keep hope alive, even as she begins to fear that there is no happily, happily ever after for girls like her. So, yes, that was the short description, and um, I'm gonna move on uh, by a short bio by the author of the book. Justina Ireland is the author of Dread Nation, Deathless Divide, Vengeance Bound, Promise of Shadows, and the Star Wars novel Lender's Lock. She enjoys dark chocolate and dark rumor and is not too proud to admit that she's still afraid of the dog. She lives with her husband, kid, and a dog in Pennsylvania. You can visit her online website at www.justinirland.com So again, it's www.justinirland.com and the second book that I'll be sharing with you guys here is called Children of Virtue and Vengeance, in parentheses, The Legacy of Orisha, Series 2, authored by Miss Tony Adeyemi, published on December 3rd, 2019. guys the short description of the book after buying the impossible Zeli and Amari have finally succeeded in bringing magic back to the land of Orisha but the ritual was more powerful than they could have imagined reigniting the powers of not only the Naji or Magi I meant but of nobles with magic and accessory too. Now Zili struggles to unite the magi in an Orisha where the enemies just as powerful as they are. But when the monarchy and military unite to keep control of Orisha, Zili must fight to secure Amari's right to the throne and protect the new magi from the monarchy's wrath. With civil war looming on the horizon, Zeli finds herself at a breaking point. She must <coughs> discover a way to bring the kingdom together or watch as Orisha tears itself apart. Children of Virtue and Vengeance, and vengeance uh, is the stunning secret to Tommy Adeyemi's New York Times best-selling debut Children of Blood and Blood and Bone I meant <clears throat> the first book in the legacy of Orisha trilogy trilogy yeah so trilogy I don't know what the Orisha trilogy means but you know I think it sounds fun uh, reading level it's age 14 years old and up um, I'm gonna read you a you know a short bio about the author of the book. Tommy Ademayi is an Nigerian American writer and creative writing coach based in San Diego, California. After graduating uh, Harvard University with an honors degree in English literature, literature meant. Uh, she studied West African mythology and culture in Salvador. Uh, Brazil, she's the author of Children of Blood and Bone, so yeah. The third book, guys, it's called, that I'm sharing with you guys, called Everywhere You Don't Belong. Um, it's authored by uh, Gabriel Bump, published on, uh, it was published on February 4th, 2020, uh, courtesy of Cincinnati Library. Uh, the short description of the book which I'm about to read for you guys um, goes like this. In this alternate, witty, and heartbreaking debut novel, Gabriel Bump gives us, 
gives us an unforgettable protagonist called Makailov, who lives in dangerous or is in dangerous or brilliant. He's an average kid coping with abandonment, violence, riots, fell love, and society pressure as he steals his way past the signposts of youth. Childhood friendship, basketball tryouts, first love, first heartbreak, picking college, moving away from home. Code just wants a place where he can fit. As a young black man born on the South South Chicago, he's raised by his civil rights era grandmother who tries to shape him into a principal actor for change. Yet when riots consume his neighborhood, he hesitates to take sides, unwilling to let race define his life. He decides to escape Chicago for another place, to go to college, to find a new identity, to leave the pressure cooker of his hometown behind. But as he discovers, he cannot. There is no safe heaven for young black men in this time and place called America. Recalling with fierceness and originality attuned to ironies inherent in our 21st century landscape, everywhere you don't belong marks the arrival of a brilliant young talent. And there's a short bio about the author. Gabriel Bump, Gabriel Bump, um, I meant, um, grew up in South Shore, Chicago. His nonfiction and fiction have appeared in Slam Magazine, The Huffington Post, um, the Huff, or oh, the Half Post now. The Huffington Post has rebranded its name as Half Post, uh, Springhouse Journal, and other publications. He was awarded the 2016th um, Deborah Slotsberg Memorial Award for Fiction. He receives, he received actually um, his MFA in Fiction from the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. He lives in Buffalo, New York. And the four books uh, guys I'm sharing with you guys today it's called A Song Below Water it was authored by Bethany Simal it was published on June uh, 2nd 2020 so this month um, so wow yay so I'm gonna read the short description of the book Bethany Simal's A Song Below Water is the story for today's reader captivating modern fantasy about black mermaids, friendship and self-discovery set against the challenge of today's racism and sexism. In a society determined to keep her under lock and key, Tavia must hide her siren powers. Meanwhile, Ify is fighting her own family struggles against literal demons from her past. Together these best friends must navigate through the perils of high school's junior year. But everything changed in the aftermath of Siren murder trial that rocks the nation and Tavia accidentally lets out her magical voice at the worst possible moment. So nothing important other than seems safe. To save themselves from drowning, it's only Tavia and Ifis's Ifis I meant um, unbreakable sisterhood that proves to be the strongest magic of all. So short bio about this book. Um, Actually, the author, um, Bethany C. Morrow, is a recovering expat 
recently returning from six years in Montreal, Quebec, to live and write in Northern Country, New York. A California native, Bethany graduated from the University of California, Santa Cruz, with a Bachelor Arts in Sociology. Following undergrad, she studied clinical psychological um, research at the University of Wales, Bangor, and Great Britain before returning to North America to focus on her literary work. She's the author of the adult novel Nim, an impress in parentheses, and the editor the editor of the Younger Adult Anthology, Take the Mic, Arthur E. Levan, Books Within Parentheses. <coughs> so, the fifth book I'm sharing with you guys is called Saving Savannah. It was authored by Tonya Bolden, published on January 14, 2020. Short description of the book. From acclaimed, um, acclaimed author Tonya Bolden comes the story of teen, of a teen girl becoming a woman on her own terms against the backdrop of the widespread social change in the early 1900s. Savannah Rydell is lucky as a daughter of an upper-class African-American family in Washington, D.C. She attends one of the most rigorous public schools in the nation, black or white, and has her pick among the young men in her set. But Larry, the structure of her society, the fancy parties, the Sunday teas, the pretentious men, and shallow young women have started to suffocate her. Then Savannah meets Lloyd. A young West Indian man from the working class who opened Savannah's eyes to how the other half lives. Inspired to fight for change, Savannah starts attending a suffragist lectures, uh, actually suffragist lectures and socialist meetings, finding herself drawn more and more to Little Lord's world. Set against the backdrop of the press for women's rights, the Red Summer and anarchist bombings, Saving Savannah is the story of a girl and the risks she must take to be the changing award on the brink of dramatic transformation. So there's a short bio uh, on the author of the book which I'm gonna read to you guys. Tony Bolden is a critically acclaimed award-winning author slash co-author slash editor of more than two dozen books for young people. They include Inventing Victoria, Crossing, Ebenezer, Ebenezer Creek, which review five starred reviews Finding Family, which received two star reviews. Reviews actually, not reviews, reviews, and was a Kirkus uh, reviews and the uh, Bank Street Best Children Book of the Year. Maricha, a 19th Central American girl, a Corinna Scott King on a book, and James Madison Book Award winner, MLK Journey of a King winner of the National Council of Teachers of English Obvious Pictures Award for Outstanding Nonfiction for Children, Emancipation Proclamation Lincoln, The Dawn of Liberty, and LSC, Honorable Children's Book, CBC slash NCSS, Honorable Social Studies Trade Book for Young People, and winner of the N 
CSS Carl G. Woodson Mill Level Book Award. Tony also received the children's book Guild of Washington. This is Nonfiction Award. A Princeton University Magna Cum Laude Baccalaureate with a master's degree from Columbia University. Tonya lives in New York City and you can check him out at www.tonyaboldenbooks.com The sixth book uh, I'm sharing with you guys it's called A Phoenix First Must Burn 16 Stories of a Black Girl Magic, Resistance and Hope authored by Patrice Caldwell was published on March 10th, 2020. And uh, I'm gonna share with you guys the short description of the book. Bear with me a moment. 16 Tales by best-selling and award-winning author authors that explore the authors actually and plural they explore the black experience through fantasy science fiction and magic with stories by elizabeth um Kivero. i believe that's how you pronounce the name uh uh mary patrice caldwell uh donia Clayton, G. Massa, Corey, Samantha Wood, Charles Nicole Davis, Justine Ireland, Alia Dawn, Johnson, Danny Lowe, L. L. McKinney, Danielle Page, Rebecca Rowan Horse, Karen Strong, Ashley Woodfolk, and E. B. Zaboy. Evoking Beyonce's Lemonade for a teen audience. These authors who are truly Octavia Butler's hairs have woven worlds to create a stunning narrative that centers black women and gender non-conforming individuals. A phoenix first must burn. We're taking on a journey from fourth he told to futuristic societies and everything in between filled with stories of love and betrayal, strength and resistance. This collection contains an array of complex and true life characters in which you cannot help but see yourself reflected. Witches and scientists, sisters and lovers, priestesses, robbers, the heroines of a phoenix must burn shine brightly, you will never forget them. And there's a short bio of the author which, you know, I'm going to share with you guys. Patrice Caldwell is a graduate of Wesley College and the founder of, and the founder in fundraising chair of people of color and publishing a grassroots organization dedicated to supporting empowering and uplifting racial and ethnically marginalized members of the book publishing industry born and raised in texas patrice was a children's book editor editor um editor yeah editor sorry um before shifting to writing full-time 2018, she was named a publisher's weekly star watch honorary and featured on the Writer's Digest podcast, PBS's, PBS's, uh, PBS actually is, uh, Metro Focus and Busto inaugural list living quotation as one of 10 women changing the book world she currently lives in new york city an apartment overflowing with tea and books 
and is obsessed with purple lipstick. Visit her online website at PetriceCaldwell.com and her Twitter address is um, Wins I Call Yours and uh, Instagram Instagram is Wim C-A-L-A Quarian So yeah And um, I think she's a queer If I have to guess I, I think she's a queer uh, She's a member of the LGBT uh, Community um, So yeah If I have to guess So be one um, yeah um, uh, yeah um, nonetheless this is uh, she's an amazing writer uh, this book is interesting though it's one of the interesting books here I have on the list so let's move on uh, the seventh book it's called all boys are in blue a memoir manifesto authored by George M. Johnson, published on April 28th, 2020. The short description of the book uh, goes like this. In a series of personal essays, prominent journalist and LGBTQIA plus activist George M. Johnson explored his childhood, adolescence, and college years in New Jersey and Virginia, and the memories of getting his teeth kicked out by bulls at age five, to flee marketing with his loving grandmother, to his first sexual relationships. This young adult memoir weaves together the triumphs faced by black queer boys, both a primer for teens eager to be allies as well as reassuring, reassuring testimony for young queer men of color. All Boys Are In Blue covers topics such as gender identity, toxic masculinity, brotherhood, family, structure, marginalization, consent, and black joy. Johnson's emotionally frank style of writing will appear directly to young adults. And there's a short bio about the author, which I'm going to read to you. Uh, George M. Johnson is a writer and activist based in New York. He has written race, gender, sex, and culture for Essence magazine, The Advocate uh, magazine, The BuzzFeed News magazine, Teen Vogue magazine, and more than 40 other national publications. He's a columnist for Afropunk magazine and has appeared on BuzzFeed's AM2DM as well as MSNBC network. All Boys Aren't Blue, Aren't Blue uh, meant is his debut. Uh, debut, uh, debut. I would say debut. His first book. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm having a hard time pronouncing debut. Um, debut. Yeah, debut. Not debut. Debut. Sorry. Who? Uh, number eighth. Uh, yeah, number eighth. The eighth book on the list. It's called Hood Feminism. Notes from the woman that a movement for God, authored by Nikki Kendall. Published on February 25th, 2020. Description of the book. So, on uh, every book I'm sharing with you guys, there's a description. So, yeah. So, just to, you know, in a sense, guide the listeners of what the book is about. And in... Uh, the ways, you know, um, in terms of, you know, 
what the writer really, you know, you know, he's uh, or her or they message, you know, really, um, you know, are intended for, and the kind of audience really, they, you know, they, you know, they, they, they or he or she really, you know, uh, is targeting. So let's move on uh, um, with the description of the book. A potent, a, yeah, a potent and a and electrifying. Uh, let me repeat that. A potent and electrifying critic of today's feminist movement, announcing a fresh new voice in Black feminism. Today's feminist movement has a glaring blind spot and paradoxically, so I'm I'm having hard time pronouncing this word, paradoxically, 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 so it comes from the word paradox. Kelly, it is woman. Mainstream feminists, feminist, sorry, rarely talk about meeting basic needs as feminist issue. Argues, um, Mickey Kendall, but for but but um, I meant but food insecurity, access to quiet. Quality education, safe neighborhoods, a living wage, and medical care are all feminist issues. All too often, however, to focus is not on basic survival for the many, but on increasing privilege for the few. The feminists refuse to prioritize these issues has only exacerbated the age-old problem of both internecine uh, discord and women who both are carrying the title. Moreover, prominent white feminists broadly suffer from their own myopia with the regard how things like race, class, sexual orientation, ability intersect with gender. How can we stand Solidarious movement, Kendall asked, and when there is the distinct likelihood that some women are pressing others, with a question mark at the end. In her certain collection of essays, Mickey Kendall takes aim at the legitimacy of the modern feminist movement arguing that if he has chronically failed to address the needs of all but a few women, drawing on her own experiences with hunger, violence, and hypersexualization, um, along with incisive commentary on politics, pop culture, the stigma of mental health, and more, Hood Feminism delivers an irrefutable indictment of a movement in flux. An unforgettable debut, Kendall has written a ferocious clarion call to all who be feminist to leave out the true mandate of the movement in thought and in deed. So, short description, I mean, short, you know, bio of the author. Uh, Mickey Kendo is a writer, speaker, and blogger whose work has appeared in the Washington Post magazine, the Boston Globe magazine, the Guardian magazine, the Time magazine, Salon magazine, Ebony magazine, uh, Essence magazine, and elsewhere. And, uh... Accomplished public speaker, she has discussed race, feminism, violence in Chicago, tech, pop culture, and social media on NPR's Tell Me More.
Al Jazeera's The Listening Post, BBC Women's Hour, Huffington Post Live, as well as at universities across the country. In 2017, she was awarded Best Food Essay from the Association of Food Journalists journalist, uh, for her essay on hot sauce, Jim Crow, and Beyonce. She co-edited um, the Locus Nominal Anthology, Hidden Youth, and is a part of the uh, Hugo Nominal uh, team of editors a Farsad magazine, a veteran, she lives in Chicago with her family. Uh, yes, and, uh, and now I'm gonna share with you guys the ninth book of the list. It's called Black Girl Unlimited, the remarkable story of a teenager um, wizard was authored by Eco Brown and was published on January 14th, 2020. Eco Brown, you know, Black Girl Limited. Uh, so that's the book. I'm gonna share with you guys right now the short description of the book. Heavily autobiographical and infused with magical realism. Black Gun Limited firstly explored the intersection of poverty, sexual violence, depression, racism, and sexism, all through the arc of transcendent coming-of-age story for fans of Rin Watson's Piecing Me Together and I by The Boys American Street. And uh, just rub my noise. <clears throat> yeah, that was me. Uh, <clears throat> Eco Brown is a wizard from the east side. East side, uh, where apartments are small and the parents suffer addictions to the white rocks. Yet there is a magic everywhere. New portals begin to open when Eco transfers to the rich school on the west side. And an insightful teacher becomes a pivotal mentor. Each day, Eco travels between two worlds, leaving her brothers, her friends, and a piece of herself behind on the east side. There are dangers to living behind the place that made you. Eco soon realizes there is a pain flowing through everyone around her and the black veil of depression threatens to undo everything she's worked for so I'm just gonna read you a small bio of the author Eco Brown is an African-American writer performer and playwright from rural Ohio a Dartmouth Alumina and the first female college graduate in her family. She's currently based in Northern California. Eco is best known for her one-woman show, Black Virgins Are Not For Hipsters. Black Unlimited marks her debut. And the last, you know, book on the list, which is the 10th book on the list, it's called The Sound of Stars. Uh, original, uh, in parentheses. Uh, oh, it was authored by Alicia Dove. Published. It was published on February 25th, uh, 2020, so a few months, um, yeah, a few months, you know, uh, back. 
so and uh so i'm gonna review um really uh short description of the book can a girl who risk her life for books and an alien who loves pop music walk together to serve humanity with a question mark a beautiful and thrilling debut novel for fans of mary lou and veronica roth two years ago a misunderstanding between the readers of earth and the invading uh i lori resulted in the deaths of one third of world's population today 17 year old illy baker survives in an i lori controlled center in new york city with humans deemed dangerously volatile because of their initial reaction to the invasion emotional expression can be grounds for execution music art and books are illegal by illy still keeps a secret library when young illroy commander m0r R1S finds Eli's library, his duty bound to deliver her for execution. The trouble is he finds himself drawn to human music and in desperate need of more. Humanity's fate rests in the hands of an alien, Eli should fear but m zero r r one s has a potential solution thousands of miles away the two embark on a wild and dangerous journey with a bag of books and their favorite albums all the while creating a story and the song of their own that just may might cement serve them both and there is a a short bio of the book uh, and after that i'm gonna wrap it up um it'll be the end of this podcast session about the author so short bio of the author alicia doe is a former pastry chef teacher and librarian when she's not writing you can find her having uh epic dance parties with her little girl baking reading or traveling so guys and that is the list of the books that were authored by black authors for the 2019 version and probably a couple months i'm gonna try to you know i mean i'll be doing research uh in the coming weeks about the books you know you know for uh, the author about black writers yeah so you know like i have say um you know the reason i decided to add few books that were authored in 2020 um it's because you know we're halfway we're halfway of you know 2020 years so i figured out there is no need really to to just giving you guys a list of uh, just you know um publishing 2019 on you know only uh figure out you know just do some sort of mixture and also prioritize um you know 2020 you know because in 2020 a lot of things have happened you know um you know COVID-19 you know so uh it's birth and you know it's a global viral um infection uh really has you know since its birth since its creation you know sees uh you know a numerous you know um big um global infection so um and you know and also obviously the police 
killings of black people that's not new you know has happened continue to happen um you know i'm always talking about here you know uh you know um the police killings of people marrying descendants um that really has to do with white supremacy it has nothing to do with people really having stress day or you know <coughs> not being able to uh not really actually having you know the full training because i mean this is total nonsense how can you train a person not to kill another person based on the car of that person that is total nonsense you know there's no training for that there's no training for that the only solution is holding this police officer accountable you know uh, in the lens of justice you know because there's no justice um, there is no structure there's no structure uh, there is no role of uh, uh, respecting uh, uh, humans, certain human beings, uh, so uh, specifically black people um, in this case. So yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, I appreciate uh, been talking all day, so I apologize if my voice is not as loud as you know it is most of the time um but you know thank you for tuning in and um yeah hopefully i'm gonna get some feedbacks um like you know i did for the uh version of bookstore you know where i believe written in 2018 uh was it? yeah i believe in 2018 that you know i shared with you guys last year uh so yeah um Yes, thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, and share on all your social medias, you know, just to try to um, uh, put the word out, uh, you know, podcast about black experience, you know, black empowerment, economic empowerment, and also the... Um, birth uh of you know black family you know because you know yes we can talk about black economic empowerment but you know black empowerment black economic empowerment i mean is really uh based rest on the you know the foundation of what a black family you know is so when there is no black family there is no black economic wealth, you know, and there cannot be um, uh, black economic wealth, and there is no, you know, black economic wealth, because there's no black family, in the same way, it goes back to the same thing, you know, if there is no um, <coughs> uh, you know, um, black economic empowerment, there's no black family, so it goes both ways so again thank you guys for tuning in um, I am the host of this podcast Orisa Bushman so it's A-U-R-Y so Bushman which is my last name my last given last name given at the moment it's S-A-B-U-S-H-I-M-I-K it's an African name, a uh, black African name. So, yes, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you in the next podcast segment.